every neglect of love of our loving God, every time that that we took advantage of of His patience, every time that that we insisted on our own way, God laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He became sin for us. Every, every filth climbed out of its hole. Every evil lurched upon him, the, the spotless lamb. Every defilement emerged. Every delinquency laid heavy on him. And he, he embraced the shame and the pollution of sin, our sin. Christ was, was stricken for the transgressions of his people. And this, this was pitch black, a pit so deep, darkness so mighty, a place where he fought for every breath. He bore the sins of many and gave his life. This, this was history's darkest place, the, the utter depravity of wickedness. It was relentlessly vicious. There is an unsurpassing poverty to sin. It takes us down personally and it takes us down collectively. And, and from here, as we look at it from this position, it, it seems utterly bleak. Who could ever save us? What hope do we have against the unsurpassing poverty of sin? God, God, by his grace, he provides a way out of the wreckage that, that we are in. By faith, we have a way to be restored back to where he always wanted us to be. And he does it by his, his kindness, by his love, his, his grace. And the, the weight of our bankruptcy is unmatched against the incomparable riches of the, of the love of God. The, the great expanse of God's unsurpassing grace to us, it far outweighs our lack and our debt. God thought of everything and he provided everything, everything that we could possibly need in Jesus. God loved us so much that he gave his son, Jesus. And instead of doing away with a whole lot of us, by his incredible mercy, he, he embraced us. You know, with, with no help from us, he took our, our sin-dead lives and he stepped down and he picked us up and he set us down in the highest heaven with him, with Christ. This, this saving, this is all his idea. It's all his work. And, and what we do is, is we trust him enough to do it. It's, it's only Jesus. Jesus perfectly fulfilled every requirement of the law. The, the law demanded atonement. Sin deserves punishment. So God, without, without breaking the law of justice or, or canceling its demands, gave Jesus to, to take the punishment that we deserved. And because of Christ, dying that death and, and shedding that blood, Jesus takes the punishment that was due to us. 
And it's, it's only Jesus because he is both fully man and fully God. By, by his humanity, his blood saves us. By his divinity, he is born perfect. He, he led a sinless life and was the perfect sacrifice. And he gave his life to pay the price and he frees us. He frees us from every liability. This is unsurpassing grace. He saves us from the, the curse of the law, grace. He saves us from God's wrath, his holy hostility, more grace. By his sacrifice, we are delivered from evil, evil's power, and, and any shadow on our hearts from sin. Grace, grace, grace. He frees us from fear, grace. He delivers us from Satan's power, the, the kingdom of darkness, from eternal death. This is grace upon grace. He brings to us forgiveness for our sins, grace. We are justified in God's sight as far as the east is from the west, so he removes our transgressions from us. This is grace. We are brought into relationship with the Father again. We are restored and reconciled. This is grace. He brings us into holy, godly relationship with each other again. Grace, unsurpassing grace. It just keeps going. This free and overwhelming love of Christ. This is the undeserved abundance of God. When we were at our worst sinners, God gives immeasurable gifts of grace. We can't, we can't earn it. It's just free and, and undeserved. So when we see things that are not all right within us, we see the, the bad news of, of sin, and we see the good news of Jesus, and, and we lay hold of him. And we turn from our old ways and, and believe in faith. We trust God and his way and we embrace him and what he does. God makes it possible to live in his rightness. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't even stop here. These, these gifts to us personally, this, it's even more. His grace perpetually extends wider and wider and wider in love and kindness. It isn't just meant for us individually. God's grace overflows for people collectively. His grace is like a seed given to the farmer that becomes bread for our meals. He gives something we can give away. Growing in fully formed lives, robust in God, we are wealthy in every way, so we can be generous in every way. And that's why it is so key to, to understand the depth of our sin, to, to actually see our sin. It is, it is a hope because it is a starting place. It is our starting place. When we see the unsurpassing poverty of sin, it is, it is the alarm bell that, that wakes us up to the, the possibility of, of true repentance. 
Repentance, the, the change in how we think that leads us to that change in how we live. True, true repentance where we, we measure the, the full distance between where we are and where God created us to be. And, and to feel that distance, to name it, and, and decide to not live quietly with it any longer. When we choose repentance, not guilt, not, not shame, not some, some label that we are inherently bad, but we embrace the, the part of our lives, both individually and as the church, that is, that is crying out within us for change. And, and that's why I think sometimes we can, we can prefer remorse to repentance, saying sorry and feeling awful rather than, than actually starting to do things differently. We can prefer to live with, with, with chronic guilt to avoid change. But, but God invites us to, to repentance, not simply godly despair, not just ash on hand, sorrow-filled remorse. No, God-honoring humility and right positioning of our hearts. Repentance compels us to, to action and, and activity, to, to see wrongdoing as our opportunity for right doing. True repentance produces fruit, evidence of change. Repentance won't make peace with sin. It moves from remorse and holy fear to a, to a commitment of transformation. When we take responsibility for those things that are wrong, starting with ourselves, and then joining together to engage in Christ's work of repair and reconciliation. When we start to talk about sin, there's no telling what we'll see. A large pipe of black oil running through a blue river, an oppressive lie, rage, a group of hungry people who live in tents two blocks from our house, something stolen, addiction. In the light, sin leads us to godly sorrow, which leads us to repentance. Repentance is to confess and make amends and be restored. It is a turning away from the old way of life and turning into a new way of life. It is the decision to return to God and his ways over our ways. And Jesus did the hardest work in our restoration, but we continue to be agents of God's grace, participating in the overflow of his grace in our world. Grace is not simply this infinite supply of divine forgiveness that, that we depend on to live. It is also the, the glorious strength and power that, that God gives us in his work of transformation in us and through us. You know, his grace and, and his forgiveness are our starting place, not our stopping place. Remember the ash, repent and believe. Or, or turning, turn away from sin, be faithful to the gospel. 
being faithful to the gospel, it looks like mercy and it looks like justice and honesty. It looks like kindness. It looks like compassion. It looks like patience through us. And then God just keeps pouring out and pouring out his unsurpassing riches of his grace. You know, we are the people that God has chosen to embody his grace. Our lives are God's presence and his grace in this impoverished world. I read one of the Hebrew words for a righteous person suggests one whose aim is true. And it's interesting when we put this beside the word that defines sin as missing the mark. What are we aiming for? Because when we aim for Jesus, when we aim to live as God invites us to live, when we aim our lives with true longing and desire for God, every kind word, every act of honesty, every good and beautiful godly deed will continue his increase and, and his unsurpassing riches of grace in his world.